Chris the Goat, he has a podcast, yeah. Chris the Goat, it's called the Goat Man Show. He's a Capricorn hippie, banjo loving hillbilly. He lives in Missouri. It's the Goat Man Show, yeah. You're about to listen to Chris the Goat's podcast. Now I'm just some random girl he hired off Fiverr, and from what I gather, he is fing weird. Enjoy. What's going on, cookie heads? This is Chris Goat, and you're listening to The Goatman Show. And the country is absolutely fucked as we speak. That's right, we are coming from you, from the United States of America in beautiful, beautiful southwest Missouri. Uh, I don't know, man. There's some crazy, crazy shit going on. We had the Capitol that uh, supposedly, as they like to say, spontaneously got raided or occupied, or desecrated, or whatever the term is that you want to use, Uh, a lot of that being propaganda, there's been a lot more riots, and burnings, and uh, loss of life, and destruction, over a billion dollars in insurance claims throughout the summer, you know, and then a relatively, you know, other than one innocent loss, uh, up until today, there was a... uh, Capitol officer that succumbed to injuries from the protest, which uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to him as well as the uh, other loss of life, which was a female trying to gain entry through a window and was shot by uh, an inside member. I believe it was Capitol Police as well, or the Secret Service, somebody in that neck of the woods. Uh, Again, thoughts and prayers. Uh, I don't want to shed light on anything that happened because I still do think to an extent it was terrorist activity. I think that it's uh, unfair to assume that it's equivalent to the protests that have happened throughout the summer. But I do think that it's not exactly. Here's where I'm at. I'm just going to put it out there because it's easy just to kind of spread it. Um it's important for the elitist to know because me as a three percenter, I obviously watch these things very closely Um, I started the Modern Militia Coalition on Facebook uh, years and years ago. I don't actively participate in it, and I haven't for quite some time now, being at least six years, effectively. Um, Well, actually, probably not six years. That's a lie. Probably at least four. I should say that because you will still have nine lives tags from within the last six years, so four years probably. Um. I do watch these things very carefully. It's very important that the elites can see and understand that Americans can do this. But only whenever things get bad enough to require this to happen. What happened happened, excuse me, happened too soon. There was no need for a takeover. There was no need for shots fired, thankfully, uh, you know. Anybody that was armed there as far as militia members or just citizens didn't uh, invoke any firefights, which most of the time will never happen. Um, You know, a lot of positive things did happen. Unfortunately, it's not cool for the the unlawful acts that did take place. So I'm not saying that anything's worse than anything else. I'm just saying it wasn't time for it to happen. Again, same whenever it comes down to, you know, full-scale riots. I think there's probably circumstances that could play into it being a necessary thing, um, you know, to an extent. But I don't think that under the circumstances that has happened, has it been justified. 
uh, the same exact with the capital thing. So if you're going to call me a race baiter, you can say that I'm shaming um, white riots and black riots because that's what you guys want to label them, which is fucking stupid in the first place. Everybody's wrong. All right, there you go. Everybody that goes and creates unlawful action and promotes it and incites it and goes out there and pokes it with a hot coal to get it going. Yeah, you're all wrong. I have it. You won't see a picture of me doing none of that business going out to try to use any kind of a, a uh, circumstance or a situation or anything else as a reason to go out and steal or loot or whatever else, you know, cause that's all it is, is just you trying to find a reason to do it. I do stand for the, all of the, probably at least a million, I would say, but the hundreds of thousands of Patriots that went out there for the fact they are showing their support and their belief that there has been injustices and there has been wrongdoings, and they want to show the government at the highest level that they're tired of what they believe to be true, and they're not going to take it anymore. One article I found, you know, again, I don't, I don't buy, I don't like this news, but we'll do NBC because it's something that people like to go to. Um, on th- it, I'm going to read an article that was on uh, posted earlier today at 10.58 a.m. And the title is, Extremists made little secret of ambitions to occupy capital in weeks before attack, uh, subcategory. Um, on Thursday, Washington Police Chief Robert Conti said at a news conference that there was no intelligence that just, uh, I can't fucking read quotes worth of shit, no intelligence that suggested there would be a breach of the U.S. Capitol. Of course, that's crap. According to the article, when you go into, it talks about how um, weeks before you can see something on a website called 8kun, which I've never been on, or 8kun maybe, K-U-N. I believe that's the website to where everybody can just go on and post anonymously. Uh, But a quote on here, and I'm going to fuck it up probably. Uh, One post says, you can go to Washington on January 6th and help storm the Capitol, said one user. Uh, at that website. I don't want to keep doing it because I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, A day before the siege. And then we continue with the quote. As many patriots as can be. We will storm the government buildings, kill cops, kill security guards, kill federal employees and agents, comma, and demand a recount. End quote. Uh, And then some users pushed back. Why kill cops and security guards? I was under the impression the enemies were the high government officials and the rest are uniformed masses. So I agree with none of that. Ooh, there's a catchy quote. You guys are like, oh God, listen to goat man getting angry. I agree with none of that. There's no reason to go in and kill the uh, cops or, or federal employees or guards, agents. None of that. That's not going to do any good. If you want to get down to the root of what the problem is, the root of the problem is the Senate, Congress, higher-ups, the decision-makers, our our cabinets, uh, the people who continue to get paid and vote for their raises instead of giving, you know, much-needed aid to the American people. There's there's people you need to keep an eye out for. And just because somebody represents your state doesn't mean that you are in their best interest. So quit believing things just to be naive and follow what the TV tells you to do. So uh, basically, I just wanted to read on that article a little bit it talks about how they're uh it doesn't really get into a whole bunch of specifics but it does say that there are posts and you can do research to go back and find where it continuously talks about 
wanting to incite violence. So I, I believe personally that this uh, impression, and, and I'm not, oh, Jesus, I'm going to get it for this. I am not a Trumpy. I support him, but I don't worship him. And nor have I ever worshipped man, nor will I ever worship any man for whatever reason. Um, and it gets to a point to where I think some people are getting clouded and just following because of what, what somebody says or what somebody does. In this case, it's Donald J. Trump. They'll believe anything. But when you come down to it and you look at different websites where individuals are inciting these things, not Donald J. Trump. You can't continue to push this false narrative that it's him who is trying to make these things happen because it's other people that's doing it on a, on a citizen level. The ones that are the extreme right, the extreme left want to see him dead. The extreme left want to see total chaos, um, a hybrid socialism, fascism, Marxism take over the United States. That's what the far left wants. The far right wants to see um, probably more on the lines of a supremacy type. You know, I, I don't I don't like either either side. I don't I don't like the far left. I don't like the far right. I'm not a uh, you know, as, as my friends over at two in the box had made it. I'm not a neutral ninny. I think it was. Uh, but I don't support extremes on one side or the other because then you're going to start getting real fucking stupid. And you're not going to start thinking for yourself because there's good from the right and there's good for the left. But there's no need to sit there and try to turn something into a crazy fucking bit. And either the far left or the far right will do that. But you can take moderate to neutral, medium to mid left and right ideas and make a lot of good out of it. But uh, there's uh, it's just insane. So getting into that, you guys can go check that out. You know, look more into that. I, like I said, I don't take a lot of credibility from NBC or from any other major news outlet, so I'm not going to you know use a whole lot on that. But I do just want to use a couple couple things on there to use that as an example because a lot of people do still care about mainstream. So I'm going to use something that you are most likely going to try to listen to at least a little bit. Uh, I know I'm just the goat man, so nobody gives a fuck. Uh, let's see, I got a couple other tabs. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All true patriots just got a huge throb in erection. That's an amazing quote. It's not a quote. It is a quote. It is the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. So let's get into a little bit about, well, we're going to get into militias, I think, a little bit later on in the segment, because there's a lot of talk right now about how militias are violent terrorist groups, which there are a couple that that's probably not uh, too far of a stretch from the truth. However, to assume that any citizen foreign militia is a terrorist group is ignorant and disgusting. And you need to, you need to promote your local militia and make sure that there's a system of checks and balances for them, because if they are true patriots that are trying to look out for the freedom of themselves and the constitution and their families and take care of their local, um, community, geez, communities, you're going to want to get involved in that. But I personally have been, uh, in a militia that at one point went from being defensive, which meant planning for 
uh, a situation back whenever the Bundy Ranch uh, issue was really hot and bubbling that they decided they wanted to start planning an offensive. I was out because I don't do that stuff, you know. So there is there is some some that are bad, but I think we need to discuss a little bit about what they are so people can really understand. So they're not just looking at that these things like Hezbollah or ISIS or something else because the American militia is nothing compared to an extremist group from another country. It's just not. Another thing I want to discuss. Let's talk about how many guns guns us Americans have the act of owning or renting a gun. Oh, that's the, how the hell do you rent a gun? I mean, I know I could arrange or something anyway. So we're going to go back to some, uh, a small arms survey conducted in 2018. 2018 is a good year for a lot of stats. Um, reported that there are over 1 billion small arms distributed globally of which 857 million, about 85%, are in civilian hands. So there's a specialized 15%-ish that's fair to presume that would be uh, military or government agencies or uh, something of that nature. So what's amazing is of that 85%, well, actually, that's probably not fair to say of the 85, of the 100%, probably, um, the small arms survey stated that the U.S. civilians alone account for 393 million, about 46% of the worldwide total. Oh, it is civilian held firearms. Okay, so yes. Of the 85%, okay, so 85% of 857 million, Americans hold 46% of that. Fucking A right, America. So this amounts to approximately 120 and a half firearms for every 100 residents. Now, for those of you who are not Americans and don't know, that's not accurate. Now, let me explain that. That is accurate. However, you have many Americans that own a minimum of two to three firearms, and that's hand-me-downs. You'll usually find a, a pistol or a revolver. You'll find a twenty-two rifle or... Um, a hunting rifle, and then you'll find a shotgun. That's fairly that's a fairly average spread of an American citizen or a firm believer in the Second Amendment. Then you have people that have 20 to 50 to 1,000 firearms, and that's no exaggeration. So there's many people in this country who are anti-gun, and anti-gun to the point of a fault, so they don't want it at all. And then you have people that are so pro-gun that they scoop the rest up. So taking that number again for a second. And of course that was three years ago now. So the numbers are probably a lot higher, uh, probably not significantly higher, but they are reportably 393 million of the worldwide. Oh, fuck me. Hold on. The small arms survey stated that the U S alone accounted for 393 million of the worldwide total civilian held firearms. That's a lot of guns. Oh boy! Haha! <laughs> this amounts to 120.5 firearms for every 100 presidents. Haha! <laughs> yeah, I don't like doing Mickey Mouse, but it happens. Um, that's nuts. It really is. So, uh, oh, okay, I'm not gonna go through all of these, but it's apparently got some of the numbers for the worldwide to see how many firearms per. Uh, 100 people and etc. And 
really there's not too many that are close. It looks like a lot of the countries, when you get into Finland, obviously there's 32.4. Um, a lot of these countries have self-standing militaries and uh, smaller populations, so they defend themselves a lot. Ooh, North Korea and South Korea don't have privately owned firearms, which is peculiar. There's only 0.3 and 0.2 in the respectives. Anyway, we'll get out of that. So we understand the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment breaks us into two parts. Um, the first part being a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. That's one part. All right, the next part. It's the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So both of those things hold true. The right of the people to be in a militia and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Both of those being clearly stated. That amendment, especially the Second Amendment, is the most important because that protects the First Amendment and every other amendment possible. Because the United States of America and the citizens have the unique right of something that almost no other country has and no other people has. And that, my friends, is the right to an evil, fuck me, even trial when it comes to the use of power and use of force and firearms. So if our government decides they're going to get tyrannical and they're going to tell us what to do and they're going to start doing things that are unlawful, we have the ability in the most extreme of circumstances to have comparable firearms and to have comparable firepower to be able to oppose a tyrannical government takeover. Now, another thing I want to add, the reason why we're getting so heavy into the Second Amendment and the guns again, or you know, at least right now, um, and I plan on having many other episodes in the future where it's just specifically on that, where we can get other people on to talk about it. But one of the biggest things that I want to get onto uh, today is a lot of people are blaming Trump supporters, and I don't know why they keep calling everybody Trump supporters, why everything's got to be, you know, separated and so on and so forth and difficult. But one of the craziest things. And, and and I understand that a lot of the liberals or a lot of the far, far left that think like this are going to um, under, you know, that this is going to be something you don't understand. But those of us who have grown up around firearms and respecting them and going through not only classes for them, but just the innate teaching of safety through everywhere we've been with them. With all those firearms, 120 and a half per person or per 100 people, so a gun per person on average in the country, the very reason why <laughs> the Japanese did not invade the mainland in World War II, if legal gun owners were the problem and wanted to take anything over and wanted to cause chaos and wanted to make a statement, you would know it. Not these lone wolves that commit atrocities due to mental illness. Not individual crimes, individual robberies. Not things like that. If the legal gun-owning person, those who use their firearms for hunting, safety, protection, sport, collection, investment, those individuals. If we wanted to make a statement and we wanted to change something, it would happen. It would be undeniable. 
It would be long-lasting. It would be violent. And you would know it. An example of this exact mindset is the founding of the United States of America. And for those of you who don't believe it, you need to start with the Boston Tea Party. Because it wasn't long after that, the shit kicked off, and here we are. Welcome aboard, folks. We're in a new world. We really are. 2021's already started hella brutally. I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I really do. I want to get into a couple of things. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a drink, go pee-pee, and uh, maybe quit fucking up my words. I noticed that the earlier in the day that I do these, the harder it is to speak. But the later at night that I do them, the more tranquil and calm my general demeanor gets to be about talking. So, fuck it. Let's just do Tasmanian Devil. Let me move away a little bit so I don't kill the mic. My dog didn't wake up for that. I love him so much. Chris DeGo desperately needed a pee break, so we are going to give it to him. And before we know it, that Capricorn hippie banjo-loving hillbilly will be coming back at you. Stay tuned. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? This is your goat, Chris DeGoat. Just wanted to let you know in case you haven't figured it out already. I'm a pretty social guy, so I have a couple different social medias you can find me on. You can look me up on Instagram, Parlor, as well as Twitter, at Chris DeGoat. You can also look up the Goatman Show. Of course, the primary method that I prefer is anchor.fm slash the Goatman Show. If you visit me through this link, you can not only listen to all the other episodes I've done, plus any new ones that are out, you can also send me a voice message, holler at me, let me know what you think, give me some input, uh, or ask for basically anything else that you want to. So I think that'd be really cool. So go ahead and go hit me up on any of my social media so that I can use some of this shit on a show. I want to get more social, and I love you guys. So love me back. We're back. All right, we're back. You are listening to The Goatman Show, and I'm your rambling man, Chris Goat. So one of the things I wanted to get into um, while I was thinking about it on the last bit is I was started talking about how um, different shit was going on at the Capitol. You know, and how so many people are brainwashed that they're going to believe anything that the media tells them. Well, one thing that we found that the media hasn't necessarily started reporting on on a, on a wide scale is the police ended up taking selfies with protesters, opening fences for protesters and allowing them deep into the buildings on some spots. Now, where the main media didn't cover and where it was just individual cell phones, TikTok videos, Twitter videos and etc., the police were doing the selfies and letting people through. However, in the main parts, it wanted to be shown that protesters were initially being pepper sprayed, maced, and hit with batons and slapped down with riot shields. However, there's a lot of videos that you guys need to look up, and a lot of these videos will show you that the police were on the side of the infiltration. And, uh, you know... It's all part of this sick narrative that the mainstream's trying to concoct to make you believe that it's all Donald J. Trump, evil, evil orange man. And like I said earlier in this, uh, you know, this podcast episode, I support him, but I'm not a follower of any man. So I can see faults in a person and I will clearly come out and I will say them. And I've said even uh, on a lot of my Twitter posts 
And one thing I feel, you know, very strong in, if Joe Biden is guilty of being, you know, into the crimes he's been in, he needs to be held accountable, as well as if uh, things come up with Donald Trump and he ends up going to court after his presidency and he ends up getting charged, then he deserves to serve his sentence. I mean, what's fair for one's fair for all. I'm not going to sit here and try to be like a lot of these people who will dismiss guilt in one person just to put it all on another because that's ignorance and what's fair for one's fair for all especially when we get into the elite compared to us common folk. Um, but something about this is not right, guys. There was a push for this. There was something going on that made it to where, I mean, just Google police moving barricades, Capitol building, and you will see some crazy pictures that shows very clearly how the police have no urgency about them. Hell, here's a picture on NPR News, I don't know anything about them. Oh, it's the Associated Press. Well, I already know enough about them now. Well, the picture shows, what, two or three officers here just standing, one with their eyes closed, and two not giving a fuck about these people that are coming through. And other than at the very far, what looks like a guy or two just pushing the barricade, there's no violence whatsoever on the police's behalf. So I think that they wanted the people to go deep, 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 deep into Capitol Hill in fear that they would, or in hopes rather, that they would start, you know, a fire, set it on fire, destroy, destroy, burn, loot, kill, um, all these different things. They were hoping it would be such a mass, crazy implementation of implementation. Oh my God, I am George Bushing it again today. Uh, and they would hope that they would be, I'm going to use it, they would use the implementation. There we go. That's the best thing. I can't even say my wrong way of saying it now. Of uh, destroying things and using the rhetoric of, oh, look how far we are. Let's make an example and make them never forget. Because different things were uh, different things were trending on different websites like 1776 the night before this and stuff. You know, they wanted all these perfect little sparks to set off a huge flame. And there's also a lot of reports from social media in different places that shows how uh, people were seeing how individuals were trying to start fires and stuff. They were trying to burn down the Capitol Hill. They were trying to cause these different things. And, you know, as everybody likes to call them, the Trump supporters, they were there stopping the fires. They were there continuing to put out things that were trying to get started because most of your intelligent people are going to understand it's a coup. They're going to understand that this whole thing is a farce. It's not Trump setting it on. That's just a, a huge, fat example, an excuse to get them to push the narrative, look at this catastrophe that happened on our premises. It's bullshit. There's been so much worse things that have happened in this country, and they're trying to say this is the darkest day. I don't remember if it was Graham or Schumer or who it was, but somebody compared what happened on the 6th <laughs> to... Pearl Harbor. And that's disgusting because we lost multitudes of American lives and property on Pearl Harbor. Now, I don't agree with what happened. I don't agree with the position that was taken. I don't agree with the takeover, as I've said, and thoughts and prayers to those who did lose their lives, unfortunately, to this violence. But it's comparing it to a national disaster is sick and it's being used as a piece of propaganda to get people who aren't smart enough to understand what it is into believing, you know, with their emotions that it's a national catastrophe. 
comparing it to something like 9-11 or Pearl Harbor or anything, you know, significant like that is just an unfortunate and sick tactic that they're trying to use on us. Um, we'll get into the militia just a little bit, you know, because I wanted to talk some so people understood it. What a three percenter is. And if you look up, I'm going to see what the definition of that is, actually, because I don't know what they uh, what the definition of it is. See the wiki. Three percenter, also called a three percenter, three percenters and three percenters, yes, are an American and Canadian right libertarian militia movement and paramilitary group. The group advocates gun ownership rights and resistance to the U.S. federal government's involvement in local affairs. The group's name derives from the disputed claim that only three percent of American colonists took up arms against the Kingdom of Great Britain during the American Revolution. Okay, most of that's fair. I don't think it's just one group because I'm a three percenter uh, and I do not belong to any outside organization that I'm going to talk about. I, I don't at all to anybody, but you know, I do have plans if something went to shit. Um, let's see. The, uh, the Southern poverty law center categorizes the three percenters as an anti-government group. I don't necessarily agree with that. The anti-defamation league characterizes the three percenters as anti-government extremists who are part of the militia movement. <laughs> Again, I don't agree with that. The group is American-based and has a presence in Canada as well. One Canadian expert, Maxine Fisett, a former neo-Nazi who works with the Center of Prevention of Radicalization Leading to Violence, considers the group the most dangerous extremist group in Canada. Oh, my Lord. Okay, well, it's obvious that this is fairly propaganda. Um... So I'm not a white supremacist. I'm not a uh, leader of hate or anti-government role. I'm anti-government corruption. I'm anti-government dictation. Um, but that's it. And I'm willing to lay down my life for the United States Constitution. See, it says here the formation of 3% is 2008. See, my idea of 3% stuff was way way beyond that and again when you go back to the to the facts that three percent of the american population initially um rose up against tyrannical governments the uh, great britain government to be exact that's where the term came from that created what is known today as true patriots patriots that are willing to do the exact same thing if something happened and there was another group or another uh organization or another um, kingdom, or whatever you want to call it, that comes into power, that wants to dictate the American people and make the Constitution null and void. So when you look up three percenters, just make sure you're not looking up that one group. Oh, let's see what this is. But anyway, I'm just got to be careful because I'm not going to pay for any of these stupid websites but here's the boston globe and it looks like who are the three percenters the group linked to a tattoo on a player's on a player the patriots drafted again so if you're like me on my right arm i do have a three percenter logo i have no affiliation with the militia group of the three percenters never have um but here it looks like on april 28th by travis anderson they tried to pin some guy out to be Link to him, and chances are he's not. Now, I have no idea, because I have no clue. Oh, look, here it says it looks like here. He concealed that he should have done more research. 
Oh, more cancel culture bullshit. Anyway, no, I'm not offended that I have it, you know, and I'm not going to take it off my body because it offends you. And people who assume, like if you assume because I have death before dishonor on my body, or I have blood and honor in German on my body, or I have iron crosses on my body, but you see no SS bolts, you see no swastikas, you see no 1488, you see none of that. But you can sit there and accuse me of being a white supremacist and tie me into white supremacy and tie me into racism, but provide no viable evidence, but say that it's factual, you're creating craziness. And that's exactly the kind of situation that comes from woke culture. That's what I have been through. It's what this poor dude just went through. Anyway, I closed out the article because I really can't stand mainstream news. And magically, everything that I tell you about is real. And you can go through and find it on your own. You can find it on mainstream or privately, which is how I find it. It's just harder because you have to sort through what's real and what's not. And you have to take time to do it. So that's why people don't want to take time to be smart enough or to be um, driven enough to move forward and try to actually learn something new or try to verify something because they just want to hope that the information that they're getting is accurate and factual. So turning on the TV and sitting on their ass is the easiest thing to do. And, you know, unfortunately, the mainstream's only going to destroy us. It's exactly what they're doing in the current situation. We're praising an incoming president for being investigated for fraud, being investigated for theft, being investigated for embezzlement, being investigated for bribery, being investigated for so many different things in a foreign country, yet the media wants to not talk about that, keep us so focused on Trump, have something happen so big, such a huge coup, that we can't focus on anything else. The problem is, is they didn't let it go that far. It's not a coup. If it were a coup, what makes you think they would have just evenly gave up peacefully, walked away, like it was no big deal? It none of it makes sense, see? But, you know, I don't know. That's just my bias to it, but, but I do feel that the media as well is biased because... They're trying to push something so hard, but they won't sit there and, and, and honestly report on one part. They just want to to be narrative pushed and, you know, report on something totally different. I think it's nuts. I think that we are in a world of hurt. I think if the world allows uh, wokeism to take over, which America is about to go through a hell of a time with, I think. We're going to be in some big shit. Um, I don't trust the dollar. Oh, geez. What is going on with my stupid computer? Quit that. Let me look up. See if they have any predictions on hyperinflation on the USD. It's going to be a mess because we're pushing out a shit ton of money right now. You know, and we're dumping out. Millions and millions and millions overseas for stupid shit that should have nothing to do with um, the coronavirus or us being helped or us taking, you know, help from the government. It has nothing to do with this. Right now, it just has either shout outs or handouts or kickbacks or something to weird gender study programs and bullshit instead of it going into the pockets of the American citizens where it should actually go. Um, so I've been trying to watch very carefully. Oh no, Silver took a bit of a poop. I was getting ready to come up here and brag about it. Well, I'm still going to. Let me see about gold. 
Yeah, builds down a little bit too, but it fluctuates. So I've been buying silver lately. Um, let's see, yeah, about $26, $27. And up until just earlier today, it looks like it's down. Now it's down to $24.65. It was at $26.65. So we went down a little bit. I'm going to put it on 10 minutes so I can keep a track on it while I'm talking. Um, silver seems to be, you know, even fluctuating and being viable for three, two to three dollars an ounce. Um, appears to me to be more of a viable solution than the United States dollar for any savings that you have. And I say that because, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of times when you go back and look at the stock market crash and look at different things, um, you know, ride it as long as you feel it's safe, but look at where we're at. And so many different financial experts have discussed, um, the, a collapse of the United States dollar. They've talked about a collapse of, um, a lot of major global currencies. So what I feel the best thing to do is go back into heavy metals and precious metal, heavy metals, Christ on a cracker. Uh, precious metals. Precious metals are going to be huge. Precious metals are always big when it comes into majorly uh, wanting to save your your munskies. You know, whenever you look back at the barrel days, whenever the stock market crashed, um, precious metals were kind of sought after and the way to go to and actually kind of carried the market through a little bit. Even though they did take a hit as well, they weren't near as worthless as paper money. If all you have is paper money, you're going to be in a bit of a hurt because once it's invaluable, it's invaluable. I believe it was, uh, I want to say Egypt at one point reached an inflation level so high that, that money was just laid out in the streets and set there because, uh, it wasn't worth anything anymore. I mean, inflation had taken over so much people would rather burn it to stay warm, you know, than, actually use it to buy anything because whenever you you know figure like a half a million dollars for a loaf of bread and crazy shit like that i mean that's just insane there's nothing you can do you know to combat that that's just wild nuts and fucking crazy but you need to look into some other options i do like crypto as well um bitcoin is doing phenomenal bitcoin is crushing records for itself right now, Bitcoin is up to $40,567 per coin at this point in time on a steady looking uptrend to going up, up and away ish. It's kind of leveling out, but anyway, no, it's doing really good. Really good. That's one thing to look at, but you know, if you look into the, um, the Tennessee bombing and you see how it knocked out cell phone uh, coverage very quickly and very efficiently for some time. It's fair to assume that the internet could be attacked and you could lose a whole lot of assets if you go just digital. So it's always recommended that you have a percentage of your portfolio in the metals anyway, but I don't know for me right now, silver just has done really good. I have about two and a half pounds of silver either ordered on the way or here now and i'm going to be melting them down into my own ingot bars with a custom the goat man show stamp as well as a serial number and a weight 
which I'm going to shoot for uh, one troy ounce per bar, but they may just be a little heavy. And if they are, I'll mark them because I'm not an expert at any of that, but I'm really interested in forging and stuff like that right now. So uh, that's kind of my game plan. Hopefully things go well, but I have a bad feeling that we're just going to reach a, a small bit of a collapse because uh, it's just going to be a crazy time moving forward. I just don't see it getting any easier anytime soon. And, uh, you know, the finances may be okay for a while, but with as much money it's getting produced and sent out and it's not going to where it need, you know, if, if, if each American, let's say for example, got $5,000, they would immediately be buying up food. They would be buying up entertainment things. They would be going out and getting clothes. They would be going out and stimulating the economy and actually keeping these small businesses going. And not only that, but giving them a huge boost in business. But what we're doing instead of using intelligence like that to stimulate money here at home where we can see it, we can tangibly put it back in. So instead of it necessarily causing hyperinflation, we're spreading it all across the world that's going to cause hyperinflation instead of us just leaving it here at home, at which point it could have very easily helped us out, could have kept our economy going, given us a boost and taking care of a lot of needs that the American people need, get them caught up, be able to pay forward on rent or utilities or different things. Moving forward, they would have been able to have a luxury or something ahead of time. But now we're on a backtrack and we're getting ready to have a lot of things taken away from us instead of them trying to stop being greedy and helping us. So we still have a lot of things moving forward to look forward to, but you know, Kind of as I've hinted through all this, I don't think blaming Trump's fair. I don't think blaming Biden's fair. I don't think blaming anybody except for the entire government itself is fair because it's those people who are out of touch and don't understand what we the people need. They're sitting in their yachts and their houses with their private rights and their double standards thinking they can go off and do whatever they want and they no longer understand the laws that they create also apply to them fucking crazy man all right folks we're gonna take a quick break to digest whatever that was instagram parlor and twitter too many ways for the goat man to sue i won't do it but come and say hi and we can be friends you and i and we're back chris is done headbutting his studio wall to establish his dominance so hypocrisy's crazy i mean it's just we're in a time, in a day, in an age where people genuinely feel that responding with anger initially right off the bat is the best thing to do. That using rationale is not okay. Using, you know, intelligence is not okay. Moving forward and trying to use your brain stem is not okay. Pulling away from the TV and thinking is not okay. Being an individual and having morals and integrity for what you believe in is not okay. You know, it's nuts. I don't get the woke ideal uh, idealism. I don't get it. I mean, you're wanting to give a participation trophy to everybody. Except for white people, because they're white. So, they're inherently, like, here's, here's the logic of wokeism. Okay. Um, exactly what Joe Biden says. We all have to be peaceful. We all have to be together. We all have to be on the same page. 
except if you're straight, heterosexual, masculine, a male, white, or God forbid, if you're a mix of all those, then you're just antichrist. And the people that are trying to push the narrative that we have to be together, if anybody has voted for Trump, supports anything Trump says, or aside from that is white, they assume it's a Trump supporter and everything that has to do with Trump has to do with white supremacy. And, and people put that into perspective because of different people such as OAC and different individuals in our government who have pushed the narrative for a long, long time. The Trump supporters are racist, which incites violence, which incites ignorance, which, which incites lies and, them trying to perceive fact as fiction and fiction as fact both at the same time. Just because you're white doesn't mean you're racist. Like, I know that'll blow a lot of your minds and you won't believe it, but it is true. Um, my stepdad, which my mom's dead, but that's a whole nother deal. Um, I still consider him my stepdad. He's a Greek Native American. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are... Actually, I'm pretty much the only straight straight up Caucasian dude pretty much that I know out of my circle of either co-workers or associates or affiliates or whatever I'm pretty much one of the only white dudes that there is that doesn't have Native American blood but you know magically you know in my situation being in that kind of a situation and the education I've came up with and the love I've I've given to people of all colors, makes and models. Really, the only thing I'm intolerant of is ignorance. But, you know, people have will and continue to look at me just because I'm white and assume that I'm a racist because of it. And that's ignorance and sickness, and that's the media taking over and pushing this false narrative that just because somebody has light-colored skin that they believe that Christopher Columbus was a god and worship him and want to see the indoctrination of all kinds of people. It's stupid. And not only is it incorrect, it's harmful, and it's taking us back years and years into the fight of discrimination and segregation. I mean, we're getting to the point now. At one point, yes, it was white people that were telling black people, you can't eat or drink at, at the table with us. But now it's the opposite, and it's black people starting to tell white people, you can't eat or drink at the table with us. And it's it's we're going backwards, and we're justifying the treatment of one race against the treatment of another now. And it's because of what retribution it's because of revenge, whatever the case may be. As soon as you justify it, then you go back to it. Then you're doing the same exact thing. You're causing harm and we're going to continue to cause more harm. The more that we continue to push narratives like this, none of it should exist. No segregation should exist. Nothing should say that you are more important than me because of the color of your skin. We're all humans, human race. We are all, the same on the inside. We may have different pigments and we may look different and sound different and be different, but we all are humans and we all are homo sapiens and we all live here together. And if we can't find some sort of mesh or some sort of unity or some sort of connection, we're going to have a significantly miserable existence, much like we do right now. And it's only going to get worse because people don't understand that old time value should still be the same as today. We should love our neighbors, take care of them. You know, if we understand that there is insignificant differences 
of educational and uh, financial aspects in ghettos, then we need to change laws to make that changed. We don't need to sit there and continue to complain about how we assume that one one people are poor or or impoverished because of one color and one's privileged because of another. We need to find the differences and actually bring the things to light that are true, and we need to change them, and we need to make the laws that are different and make things different and make it to where everybody has equal reach. But sitting there and accusing people of being racist or actually being racist to try to change those things, it's never going to do any good. It never has. It never will. And that's just kind of the way it is. Um, We have to try the very best that we can to work together. And I think the biggest thing that we have to do is understand that, in my opinion, a two-party system is one of the biggest wedges that we can have in this country. Having a minimum of three or even more, I think, would be beneficial because then you don't have this mindset, be with us or you're with them. Then it's more of a, oh, okay, we'll look at all these different mindsets and these different people. Whenever we have somebody that's being elected, they have to be a person that can understand not only just two mindsets, but now multiples. And the person that everybody likes enough to elect is going to be the best person for the job, being the most understanding. We need to have open public forums of intelligence where people can complain about actual things that are wrong. You know, we have problems in this country. We have huge problems in this country. You're still going to find a lot of heavy metals in the water of California. You still find lead in the water of Flint, Michigan. It's not possible to drink water from the faucet still. The government gives them bottled water. I mean, we still have tiny little normal, you know, like basic access things here in this country. Sorry for bumping the phone. I titty did it. Um, We have so many issues. How can we sit there and pretend like we can, you know, hate one another or continue to cause wedges in ourselves when we already have so many issues and so many low quality life issues here, you know, that we should be working together to fix these things. And to prove to one another that we can work together and that we do care about everybody. White neighborhoods are just as important as black neighborhoods are just as important as the ghetto is just as important as schools. I mean, it all needs to be taken care of the same and we all need to take care of one another. And if you're an intolerant kind of person and you think, oh, just because he's whiter that he, you know, supports one party or another, that he's a racist, you're depriving yourself of the possible love and joy that that person brings you because you want to be cold and you want to be filled with hate and you don't understand love to the extent that it's willing to, to, to try it, to feel it, to see what somebody's capable of doing. You would just rather be a shit and assume that it can't be for you and it can't happen and then be unhappy and have a distaste about everything. Well, that's going to be, you know, your depression, your anxiety. That's your fit. That ain't my issue. I'm a peaceful, hippie-loving dude, and that's just the end of it. But anyway, guys, we're probably going to cut this one a little short today. Um, kind of see, based off the numbers, if uh, about 10 or 15 minutes saves any listening time or not. But I do want everybody to think very carefully about what happened. We cannot let that happen again until it's time. We can't hurt one another. We can't be violent to one another. We can't continue to separate from one another because when we do, we all lose. 
You know, you can say that one side's insane or the other side's insane. And I'm guilty of thinking it, but it's not true. There's just brainwashed people on all sides. And you have to find out who's irrational, who is rational, and try to work with those that you can. But don't give up. Don't just assume because you've had a bad experience that we won't be able to fix it because we will. It just depends on if we have enough people that bind together and push with us. Or if we have to call people out for being stupid and prove hypocrisy at the highest levels so people can understand what's going on. So if you guys are curious about anything, mostly my primary is Twitter up until, uh, you know, I get banned again because I've already gone through my seven days. So I think the next stop's uh, execution land. But I want you to check out all my social media. Twitter right now is going to be the biggest. It'll be parlor after that. I also have Instagram all at Chris Goat or the Goatman Show. Um, I do like to share a lot of examples on my Twitter uh, that talks about these different things I talk about between uh, like one news article. I can't remember which uh, organization it was, but they posted that uh, Trump supporters had a violent clash with police at 9.35 in the morning. And uh, I don't think anything happened until like 1 p.m. So that was an interesting. Anyway, I have a lot of different things like that that I share. And I want you guys to go check those out if you're interested. Because a lot of the things I'm talking about, you know, I just want people to think. I want them to realize that they are being lied to. And not just because somebody that they believe or trust or follows says something doesn't mean it's necessarily true that a lot of the things that we're being told are the opposite because a lot of the mentality goes from Adolf Hitler. And if you tell somebody a lie consistently and tell it enough times that they will believe it. And that's exactly what our government does. All right, guys, free think, love hard, love deep, love peacefully. Peace out. Goatman diddles. That's all folks. Thanks for listening to the Goatman show with Chris DeGoat. Subscribe and leave a review if you'd be so inclined until next time. <laughs> Chris the Goat, he has a podcast, yeah. Chris the Goat, it's called the Goat Man Show. He's a Capricorn hippie, banjo loving hillbilly. He lives in Missouri. It's the Goat Man Show, yeah. <laughs>